Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm, and I forgot to say it. Author of... Oh, I came up with a good tagline yesterday as I was driving into town. What was it? Um, author of fantasy and romance and all the places they overlap. That's pretty good, isn't it? I think I'm going to do that one. So let's start over again. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy and Romance and All the Wonderful Places They Overlap. Yeah, I modified it a little. And I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, lovely morning here. I swept out the arbor the other day just as I had promised to do, and now it is schmutzy again. The grapes are really ripe and starting to fall. Isn't that right, Tohi? Yes. Ugh. So today is Friday, August 21st. Hope you enjoyed yesterday's interview with Maria Vale. My mom was very tickled. Maria, if you're listening today, my mom was telling me all the stuff that made her laugh. She, she thought um, pre-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic, what is it? I, I can't remember how she put it, how you put it now. Let's see here. She said she loved high-functioning introvert and, oh, pre-post-apocalyptic. Uh, yeah, you really tickled her. I wanted to tell her that I thought pre-post-apocalyptic wasn't exactly a joke. Because <laughs> I knew exactly what you mean, but it is still funny. So, let's see. Yesterday, yesterday was kind of a weird day. Um, I, had a, I had a mini crisis yesterday. Um, and many thanks to all the people that I reached out to in my mini crisis. And no, don't be alarmed. It was, it was like a writing crisis. It was just a, a little crisis of momentary faith. Momentary crisis of faith? For me, it's probably crisis of momentary faith. <laughs> Um, so I had finished my revision of Dark Wizard on Wednesday and sent it off to the beta readers group. And then yesterday I was going to get started on this novella for the Under a Winter Sky anthology. And I decided I was going to do that Dark Wizard prequel story. And I had already been feeling some resistance because I didn't want to stop writing Dark Wizard. I wanted to keep going. And I was like, oh no, going to write this novella and just dig in. And as I mentioned to you guys, I wasn't really sure who the characters were. And that really should be a sign for me because my stories always start with a character, a character in a situation. And I did not have that spark. I thought that it wouldn't matter, that I could find it. Well, reader, I did not find it. The first hour of writing with Dorinda, first we did writer coffee on Zoom, and that was fun, but I felt like I was sort of, I don't know, I didn't dive right into work as usual. So then we got into work, did our first sprint, and I wrote 62 words <laughs> in that hour. And I could just feel the turbulence in myself, um, the 
creative flow was not only not there, but it was like backing up and it was very unpleasant. And I could just tell that it was the wrong thing to do. That's all in caps. Not all caps, just initial caps. Wrong thing to do. And I was like, well, shit, what should I do? And I pinged Leslie Penelope, who was lovely and gracious as always. And very helpful. Thank you, Leslie. And then when Dorinda finished the writing sprint for an hour, I like kind of flailed at her for a while. And, and she was great. And she's like, no, I totally understand. You know, it's like there really is something to respecting the thing that's wanting to be written. So then I pinged Sarah, Agent Sarah, and I said, are you busy? Are you terribly busy? Because I was trying to figure out what I should do. And she was then... And I said, well, I'll email you. And then we ended up talking later in the afternoon after she finished some of her editor calls. And Sarah is a wonderfully stabilizing influence. So between Leslie and Dorinda and Sarah, they all talked me out of my tree. And the upshot was is that Sarah said, because I'd been looking at my numbers, and I thought, you know, if I just keep writing Dark Wizard, if I just finish it, I can have it done by mid-September. And I don't have to have the novella completely done until October 31st. So I thought, well, I'm just going to, you know, maybe just write Dark Wizard since that's what wants to be written. And sometimes you just have to respect that. You have to respect the thing that wants to be written. And I know that's difficult for the newbie writers because you, you know, it's hard to tell when, like, you're writing a book and you get halfway through and then you get the new shiny and you think, oh, I really want to write the new shiny. You have to learn to differentiate between when you're just getting bored with writing the thing or when it's the thing that wants to be written. And how do you know, I wish that there was a good formula for it. I mean, obviously, I was flailing about it, wondering, you know, is this just, you know, me not wanting to write the novella. But the thing was, is that there was something else. It wasn't that I wanted to switch and start something new. It was that I wanted to keep going on what I was writing. And I do think that that's a key difference, maybe. So anyway, Sarah said that um, that she thought I should just go ahead and finish Dark Wizard since I was on track to finish it. And she said she's had very good luck lately um, selling complete first books. And, and then they get scheduled faster, which I do like that. You know, and she said, you know, really the reason to go out, which I guess I knew this, but, you know, it was good to ever reiterate you know, really the reason to go out with a partial to do a book on spec is to, so that you don't spend a bunch of time writing a book you that may not go anywhere. And she said, but since I know that I want this book to be out there and to be written no matter what, then I might as well just write it. And we talked about timing on um, my option for St. Martin's and what we will do with them. Um, and... All the timing works out just fine. So that's what I decided to do, that I am going to write this Finish Writing Dark Wizard, which makes me happy because <laughs> I'm having so much fun writing it. And then, um, and then I'll write the novella. And Leslie, if you are listening, I may have told you this already. I'll probably ping you and tell you. Uh, 
Sarah went down exactly the same road you did, and she suggested that perhaps a prequel novella in the Forgotten Empire's world uh, featuring Ambrose in some way was a great idea. Um, so it was interesting because she was sort of wending her way in that direction, and I mentioned that Leslie suggested that, and Sarah was like, perfect. Absolutely. And we and she went and checked my St. Martin's contract to make sure I could do that, and I can, so I just need to run it past uh, Editor Jenny once I get that idea a little bit more solidified. I need to mull it over. But that idea has spark, and so I think I will still do the Dark Wizard prequel novella, but I think I will save it for this spring-summer anthology that we're going to do, the makeup anthology that Grace will be in. So, you know, and then it was funny because once I switched over to Dark Wizard, then I got, you know, like 2,000 words. I didn't go in for a fourth writing session uh, because I, I had plans yesterday afternoon. I had social plans. Um, and that was why I was driving into town and thinking about what my intro should be. I'd meant to ask Sarah and then I forgot because we ended up talking about so many other things. But yeah, so I went to town and I met up with Megan Mulry and uh, the lovely Charlie Wittuck for drinks at Casa Sena, which is one of my favorite courtyards in Santa Fe. It was my birthday eve eve celebration because <laughs> birthday is tomorrow. But um Megan got rearranged on her custody arrangements with her ex, and so we had to change our plans. We were going to do it tonight, but we did it last night, and it was super fun. Oh, we yeah, we just had a great time. We even hugged. Megan said, "Let's hug." We decided that we're in a friend pod, <laughs> and you know, and Charlie commented that he feels like Santa Fe is even in a friend pod, uh, which I think is largely true. Our transmission rates are are now so very low. And that we're we're really doing well. So, yeah, it was lovely to actually hug people, you know, who who weren't David. Um, And and they bought me dinner. We went back to their house, and I got to meet their new puppy, who is adorable, Ollie, Ollie the Anatolian uh, Shepherd, and got to see the stuff that they've been doing with their garden and we sat out on their patio and it was a beautiful sunset so it was a win all around really lovely evening i may have had just a titch too much wine i'm feeling that as my mother says i was overserved, um but totally worth it totally worth it so let's see So I had a couple of things. I actually put them in my memo notes to mention. How's that for organized, right? Since I knew I'd have my phone. Um, You know, but then, like, I look at them and they don't seem all that interesting to talk about. It's like, why did I think that that was an interesting topic to talk about? Uh, (laughs) I guess because I saw this um, kind of funny... What was it, like a little short video? I don't think it was TikTok, but it was similar with um, this woman showing uh, her husband and son and daughter 
how to do basic tasks around the house. I don't know if you guys saw this, um, where she would be like demonstrating how to wring out the sponge and place it on the back of the sink. And they all had little clipboards and taking notes and going, oh. And one of them that she showed was um, putting the toilet paper on the dispenser, you know, putting it back on the roll. And they were, and the husband even says, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And, but it reminded me of when I was in college and rooming with um, one of my sorority sisters and friends. So let's see, what was that? It must have been sophomore year in college. Yeah, it was sophomore year. And so we were rooming together for the first time, and we were in the, one of these big suites that had um, six individual bedrooms and then a big shared living room and shared kitchen with two refrigerators. And then there were two bathrooms. So we did three and three on the bathrooms. And um, my roommate Sandy and I were down at the end of the hall and shared one of the bathrooms. And the way it had worked out was like two of the people of our six were never there. So, you know, it was like it was pretty much Sandy and I shared the one bathroom. And I don't remember why. I mean, I think I was a... Um, I'm trying to think of what the word is I want. Like trusting, I mean, I know I have this idealism, sort of a, a naivete or something like that, but um, Sandy would never put the toilet paper on the holder. She would, if she got out new toilet paper, she would just prop it on top. And I just assumed that she didn't know how the spring mechanism worked. And I said to her, in all earnestness, Maybe earnest is the right word. In all earnestness, I said, um, I said, Sandy, do you want me to show you how this toilet paper spring works so that you can put the toilet paper on the roll? And she just busted out laughing. She was laughing at me and she's like, she's like, I know how it works. She said, I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> oh, I'm just too fucking lazy to put it on there. <laughs> I was like, Oh, and it was completely mystifying to me because I thought, how, you know, because how long does it take? You know, it takes like 10 seconds maybe to put that on there. It's like, it, how much more effort is that really than just setting it on top? But uh, she said that she would try to do better. Uh, <laughs> but I I was never as, um, she was a a real clean, I wouldn't say fanatic, but she had a little bit of OCD, um, which we found out much later that these things that we joked about her being, um, you know, like just sort of highly wound or something like that, turned out later to be some major issues with manic depression. And her manic modes, uh, she would definitely be very much into things needed to be sparklingly clean. And I was never much for doing the sparkling clean thing. And, you know, so we sort of had to reach a um, compromise there where she wanted me to, you know, where we took turns cleaning the bathroom. And she wanted the bathroom cleaned once a week, which was just not something that had ever been on my radar. It's funny the things that you learn when you're sort of, doing your own things before that because you know in many ways I guess I had led kind of a spoiled life because my mom had people come in to clean the house because my mom worked full-time so 
And then my freshman year of college, I lived in the dorms and, you know, there were people that came in and cleaned the dorms. So I had never actually cleaned my own bathroom before that, which I hope you guys don't feel less of me, think less of me for that. But I, I, yeah, I don't think I, I knew how. I think I'd like done it every once in a while, but I'd never had to like maintain a bathroom. And that year was the first one and Sandy was like, okay, we're going to clean this bathroom every other week and or clean this bathroom every week and we'll take turns doing it. And I was like, really? And she's like, yes. And then she said, in exchange, I will put the toilet paper on the beholder. So I don't know why I thought that would be a funny story to tell you guys, but I did note it down. And I noted something else down here too. And I erased it because I already looked and now I... <laughs> Now I've forgotten what it was. Um, it wasn't very interesting. So I don't think we need to worry about it too much. So well, let's see. That's where I'm at with things. I'm just excited to keep going on Dark Wizard. And I'm hoping that... Um, I'm figuring I'll have that book written by about September 17th is my goal on that. So, yeah, and then hopefully I'll have a good idea. I do have a feeling for that sort of character and situation for if I do the, the Ambrose prequel story. So that, that helps. That helps a whole lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I started writing that novella in Dark Wizard World, and I I knew the kind of the setting, but then it was just like these characters were like, I don't even know who they are. I don't care. <laughs> it's just funny how that works when you, whether or not you can connect with something. So, well, I guess that's all I have to say today. Um, Oh, I did want to talk about this movie that we saw the other night that was called The Fuck It List. Um, which, and they put the asterisk in there. It, it's The Fuck It List instead of The Bucket List. And it was just released on, um, what did we watch it on? One of those, Netflix, I, maybe. It might have been on Netflix. And I really liked this movie. And I saw that it was like, getting some really bad ratings on IMDb and people were really bashing it for being um, like that this kid is just totally privileged. And I, I mean, I guess I could see that, but it's about this, you know, white boy, white boy high school senior who has been really relentlessly pushed by his parents. They, they live in Malibu um, you know, so lots of wealth and everything. And he has, you know, like a 4.8 GPA and a 1590 on his SATs, you know, and his dad brings up, you know, that was just that one question. I gotcha. And he gets accepted into seven of eight Ivy League schools that he applies for, or maybe it's six of seven. Anyway, uh, Harvard waitlists him, but he gets into Dartmouth and Yale and Princeton and all of this. And then through this sort of series of events, um, he, he ends up like 
I'm trying to think of how to say this without, he makes a huge mistake and he gets into major trouble and, and he has this guy who has like all his life been, you know, nose to the grindstone and everything. And all of a sudden he loses it all and his parents are bewildered and upset with him and he's, he's adrift and he is upset and he ends up poking posting this sort of rant on social media about the fuck it list and how, you know, now, you know, that he'd always done everything right and he made one mistake and blew up everything. And now he's just, there's all these things he wants to do because why not, you know, fuck it. And he becomes kind of a viral phenomenon. And I just, I enjoyed so much about this movie because I thought it had so much to say about why do we pursue the things we do and why do we, about the choices we make and the choices we make to please other people. And I thought it had a lot of of heartfelt things in it. I thought it had some... Um, important ideas so i would i would recommend the movie i think um yeah i for me and, and maybe it's because i come from a place of privilege but i just didn't react to it the same way i i thought it was a modern orange county and i enjoyed the movie orange county and this was very similar in some ways uh i also thought it was one of the few movies i've ever seen that accurately showed modern use of smartphones and social media um, because they do stuff like create a bonfire of all of their books and stuff and all of the, the students his fellow students are all standing around the bonfire with their phones holding them sideways and you know filming the bonfire and it was it it felt very accurate and the students were also or you know he and his friends were reminding themselves of you know like no 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 i don't want this on social don't put this on social um and i thought that that did an excellent job of of capturing the actual conversations as opposed to like you know some of these things where there's like a gambit that you know like that people are like oh i didn't know if i put it on facebook that everyone would see it uh you know like the his video rant he thought he only sent to his group of six friends and he <laughs> posted it publicly which is easy to do right so anyway i do recommend that movie um yeah and i want to watch this movie that that leslie i listened to her uh podcast as i was driving in yesterday and i want to i think it's the power that sounds really good i want to listen to watch that so now i'm gonna go get to work um I'll remind you that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you can find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday when I will be another digit older and far wiser, I have no doubt. You all take care. Bye-bye.